Welcome to Clued in Mystery. I'm Sarah. And I'm Brooke. And we both love mystery. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Sarah. How have you been? I've been okay. How about you? Yeah, really good. Getting settled in after the holidays and um, yeah, just kind of getting back into a normal routine feels good. I agree. Yeah, it's it, it's nice to be out of a routine, but it's also kind of nice to be in it. <laughs> yeah, so today we are going to talk about um, celebrities who are also mystery authors. And I'll just start with a brief overview. Last season, we discussed mysteries where the sleuth is a celebrity. We talked about Obama and Biden or Queen Elizabeth solving crimes. Today, we are talking about ones where a celebrity, or at least someone who is notable for a reason other than writing, is the author. When researching this, I found several examples of politicians who've released books. Perhaps the most notable is Winston Churchill, who had over 40 books published, though, with the exception of one novel and a couple of short stories, they were nonfiction. He received the Nobel Prize for his writing in 1953. Children's stories are also a favorite for actors and other celebrities who want to be authors. The list is long and includes Reese Witherspoon, Kristen Bell, and Madonna. And one of the UK's leading children's author, David Williams, was already established as a comedian and an actor before his first book was published. Countless household names, including politicians, athletes, actors, and a former senior royal, have published memoirs. So people who are already accomplished in one area of life are no strangers to success in publishing. But we're here today to discuss mystery, and there are several examples of celebrities who have published mysteries. Many choose to set their stories in a world that's familiar to them. I'm thinking of Hillary Clinton's book, State of Terror, which was co-authored with Louise Penny and features a U.S. Secretary of State. Or Bill Clinton's books, co-authored with James Patterson and feature current or former presidents. Others choose settings that are entirely different to the one that they became established in, such as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the former NBA star, who wrote episodes of Veronica Mars and has co-written three novels featuring Mycroft and Sherlock Holmes. And Brooke, I know that you and probably many of our listeners have read a couple of mysteries written by a celebrity, although he wasn't famous in North America before his first book came out. Richard Osman was a comedian and a television personality before the Thursday Murder Club was released, and I actually saw an article yesterday saying that two of his books were amongst the most requested from the Overdrive app last year, and that's the, the app that serves um, many libraries. Another name that might surprise you is Anthony Bourdain, who uh, was a chef, but actually released a couple of crime novels in the mid-1990s before Kitchen Confidential came out in 2000. Uh, and released a book featuring a mob tough guy about a year later. Uh, and though those stories are a little different from what I usually read, they are they are well written. So I thought we would start our conversation today by talking a little bit about the appeal of reading a mystery written by someone who is already famous. So Brooke, would you rather read a mystery in a, in the world that the author is familiar with, or one that is completely outside it, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's books? Yeah, thanks for that, Sarah. That was that was so good. Um, I think that I tend to enjoy the ones where it's put in the world that they're such an accomplished person in, like because that gives me that feeling of, you know, this is behind the scenes. This is the real deal because this person has lived in this. Um, I think it's similar to the way that um, what Agatha Christie did in the Golden Age, as far as she took readers inside the drawing room of the 
you know, the wealthy elite. And these, when it's written by somebody who is, um, you know, a famous politician or um, a famous journalist or someone, it takes us inside their world and, um, and it makes it feel more realistic and like as if it could really happen. So I think that I prefer those. Yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think it adds a richness if you know that, um, yeah, they're, they're familiar with whatever the the story that they've crafted is. Uh, and I think that because and there are a lot of examples of, you know, uh, people who started out as lawyers and then and then wrote books or people who were medical examiners and then and then wrote mm-hmm. books. there's lots of examples of those. But I think when you have that other layer of them being really well accomplished and really well known for that work, it, it just adds to that, um, uh, adds to the enjoyment of, of reading that book. Exactly. Yes. We're already intrigued with that person because they're so highly successful. And so then, um, to have a mystery written by them just makes it all that more fun. And I think they also, it feels as a reader, like they're bringing some truth. So, you know, I think about Hillary Clinton's book um, and as you're reading it, you think, well, you know, she's probably exercising a little bit of um, maybe exercising a bit of frustration or, uh, you know, saying some things that she wished she'd been able to say Mm -hmm. when she was um, actually in that, in that role or Bill Clinton's book where there's a scene where, um, his character is escaping from uh, his secret service detail. And you think like he probably, I mean, maybe he did that and we never, we'll never know, but um, maybe he just kind of dreamt of, of being able to do that. And and you can, I don't know, just get a little insight into the, uh, the author's personality as well. Oh, that's totally true. Um, in preparing, I read an article about the work collaboration between between Louise Penny and Hillary Clinton. And, you know, they were batting ideas back and forth about what they could base this book on. And um, Penny finally asked Hillary Clinton, what were your nightmares when you were Secretary of State? Like, what kept you up at night? And apparently, Hillary came up with three things that were, you know, high on that list. I'm sure the list is incredibly long when you're in that uh, position. But um, she, she gave... Louise Penny three, and from that three, they chose one. But I thought that was a fascinating way way to approach it. Like, and it's exactly like you said. It's like very much a a window into what they go through as um as people in those positions. So if she came up with a couple of other ideas, Brooke, does that mean that they've got a couple of other books that they're going to be working on? <laughs> you know, that thought struck me too. And then the article ended by both of the women saying that at this point, they um, they were just happy with the way it was right now. And I, I think it's very endearing. You pointed this out, Sarah, that they are friends. And actually they had, they were acquaintances, had been acquainted before they wrote the book together. And now they've retained that friendship. And I think that they, you know, they're very, um, they have a a nice, strong friendship. So maybe there's still hope down the road. So one thing that struck me, Brooke, is the risk that the co-author takes in agreeing to be on the cover with someone who's established. Because, you know, I think like we mentioned, readers are going to pick up this book, probably with a bit of skepticism that it's not going to be 
uh, very good, uh, particularly if they were critical of that celebrity. And I'm thinking about the politicians who who write um, uh, crime novels that, you know, if you weren't a fan of this person as a politician, you're going to pick up that book and expect that you're not going to be a fan of their of their writing. Exactly. Or just the simple fact that it's, oh, it's one of those celebrity writes a book projects um, and and just kind of have a jaded attitude about those types of projects. Yeah, I, I think if if I ever were to have the opportunity to co-author a book with someone who was famous, I think I would work so hard to make sure that that was the best book that I had ever published for that reason. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and I think it's very important to know that whatever information that, that um, the celebrity is giving, uh, assisting with, is going to make that book stronger. It's going to make it um, more rich and um, believable, like we like we were referring to. It builds the world, and so it's a huge um, area of information for that author. I mean that none he he or she couldn't gain otherwise. So I think that yes, that celebrity's name is there, but we also have to remember that hopefully they're contributing a lot to the work as well. After I read the. Um, Bill Clinton Patterson book. I um, I always try to read it first before I go in to see what other readers thought of a of a book. But I went in to check out Goodreads, and um, I thought it was really interesting because a lot of the reviews it had it has great reviews. This was the first. Um, is it the president's missing? Is that the title? It's the first one that they wrote together, and the reviewers were a lot of them saying wow, I didn't expect to like this book, but I actually did. It was really good. And it was good because, you know, it had so much detail and um, inside information. Yeah, I so I'm like you. Uh, I try to read a book first before I take a look at what the reviews were. And so after I read the Louise Penny Hillary Clinton book, uh, I looked it up on Goodreads and I was surprised at the passion that some of the reviewers shared. Uh, And there were several who made comments, you know, that they were never going to read another Louise Penny book, because she had collaborated with Hillary Clinton, because they just so much disagreed with with Hillary Clinton's politics. And I do think that that's a risk, particularly if you're writing with a a politician, that um, because politics people can be so passionate and it can be so divisive that, um, you know, there could be a whole group of people who will never entertain the idea of picking up your book because that other name is on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is a, a definite risk that you would run to put your name side by side with someone because, um, it, because, you know, you're, you're uniting with them on, in some level. Um, but it always surprises me when audiences do that, um, that you, I try to separate, you know, that part of me that has maybe, um, you know, my own, my own views on things with what we're really getting down to is entertainment. So, um, it kind of surprises me when people do that. And, you know, there are lots of examples of even, um, specific authors who people will write them off because of something they did in public, 
or a celebrity. You see that a lot of times. A celebrity speaks out about something and then someone will say, well, I'm never going to see their movies ever again. And I'm like, really? You kind of have to separate those two things in my mind. But um, but yeah, it would be risky and you would have to just, I think, either be so well established that it didn't matter if you lost a little bit of your audience or so um, committed to working with this person and wanting to to write this book that you would that you could weather that storm if it came. Yeah, I agree. So Bill Clinton and, and Hillary Clinton are not the only um, politicians who've written books. Uh, so Jeffrey Archer, who was a member of the UK House of Lords, has sold over 270 million copies of his books. Um, and that's just according to his website. Um, the current Icelandic Prime Minister, Katrin Jacobsdottir, has a book coming out later this year uh, that she co-authored with Ragnar Jonasson, um, who he's an established crime writer. And Anne Holt, the former Nor- Norwegian Minister of Justice, has published over 20 mysteries. Uh, and some of those were co-authored and some of them some of them were not. Um, and uh, I've read one of her books and it was, it was quite good. I think I, I'll read another um, the book that I read did feature uh, some politicians as part of it, but it really was focused on the uh, police aspect of the investigation, which uh, I thought was interesting. That um, And actually, I looked her up and, and she uh, was a lawyer and uh, so would have worked closely with the, with the police. So, she, you know, she mm-hmm. had some, some experience in that as well. Right, right. So I I like your distinction that you made that some of these authors stay in their lane and really play off of their area of expertise where they have um, gained success and notoriety. Some of them kind of take on the classic detective police procedural and write over there. And then I, in um, thinking about this, I think then then there's another layer of different categories. And um, one of them are the collaborations, or like you said, the co-authors. So this is would be like what President Clinton and Hillary Clinton did with having a very successful um, crime writer collaborate with them. Then we have some that are probably most likely ghostwritten. So the person has their name on the front, but, you know, keep it under wraps that it's likely ghostwritten. And I think that those two categories feel like they're much more for commercial reasons. Um, I wouldn't put the um, books by Patterson or um, Patterson or Penny in the area of gimmick, but we do see some gimmicks, right, in um, in the marketplace for, from other titles. But then we have a kind of a third category, and I would probably put um, Anne Holt and Tom Bradby, um, Michael Dobbs. These are all people who have worked in the political sphere who, um, as far as we can tell, and I think it's highly likely, are you know full-time authors. They've created an author career for themselves. So um, I don't know. I just thought that those distinctions were interesting because I think sometimes these books can get a bad reputation, especially when you look at, you know, you mentioned the children's sphere. I started out um, writing for kids, still still do, but in the picture book sphere, I guess I would say. And um, there are a lot of picture book authors who turns our nose up to the fact that if you're a celebrity, then 
you know, the answer is an automatic yes. At the publishing house, you get your picture book done. And there are all these fantastic writers out there and, and illustrators who would love to start their picture book career. But it's difficult because the celebrities have all the good slots, right? Um, so anyway, getting us back to the mystery genre, um, I think that there are some different levels to that. And yeah, so what do you think about that, Sarah? Yeah, I I uh, was reflecting on on something similar, particularly around um, the, as you say, the children's books, where you know it seems that a celebrity just kind of needs to raise their hand and and they get mm-hmm. to publish their book. And you know, I think I think the publishers, like you say, like the, there's some um, easy sales as a result of the platform that the that the celebrity that the celebrity has. Um, and, you know, readers pick up those books because they're curious, right? Like what, what kind of a book would, um, would Madonna write, for example? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you look at particularly around, around the mysteries, um, I think if they've published multiple books, that's a signal that, uh, readers have responded really well to those books because you can assume that, you know, the first book is going to sell a bunch of copies because of the name that's associated with it. But if it wasn't that great of a book, you know, you're not going to buy the second book um, Mm -hmm. and certainly wouldn't, wouldn't buy the third. So yeah, I think it's, it's probably easy money for publishers, but also a little bit risky. I think the I I think the co-authoring is really interesting because there are a lot of examples of celebrities who who co-author with established authors and um, so James Patterson and Dolly Parton had a book that came out um, over the summer in, in 2022. Maybe that's a shift that we're going to see more of is more of those high profile collaborations. Cause I think James Patterson has done a lot of collaborations with um, other authors. Uh, yes. Cause his model is a little bit different. I think he comes up with the idea and then has someone else do the bulk of the, um, of the actual writing. And, you know, maybe, maybe the, we're going to see a shift and, and his books will feature some more well-known names on the covers. I mean, I understand why someone would co-author with an established a uh, crime writer because you've got you know someone who who knows what they're doing but also particularly you know I think about the Icelandic prime minister she's probably pretty busy doing that job and you know, you know so <laughs> right um you know she you know say you know has a bit of time every day to work on a book if she's got a co-author that whole process is accelerated i would imagine yeah, good point. Yeah, in an um, interview between James Patterson and President Clinton, they described their their process, and it was really fascinating to me because um, James Patterson kind of put together the outline. They must have collaborated on the idea of the storyline. They then he put the outline together, and then he would send little assignments back and forth to um, President Clinton, and he would fill in the blanks. And then, you know, James Patterson would massage it and send it back. And I thought, well, you know, that's just exactly what you would expect if you were co-authoring a book. Um, I also really appreciated because 
you could tell that President Clinton was just a huge fan of James Patterson, or I shall say, um, mystery authors in general. He's a fan of the genre, a big reader in the genre. And the comments he made, you know, those are some of his heroes, those authors. And it got me... um, you know, kind of proud to think like even the president of the United States is impressed by what an author, a a good author can do to hook the reader and keep them, you know, turning the pages on the edge of their seat. Um, I thought about making some bumper stickers, Sarah, that said authors, because even the president needs heroes, but that might be taking things a little too far. (laughs) I love it, Brooke. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but I mean, you're right. Like, actually, I read um, an article about um, Karen Jacobs' daughter, the the Icelandic prime minister, and and you know, she said like reading mysteries is something that she's done her whole life. She's you know, she's loved the genre, and for her, probably because of the the stress that comes with her job sitting down and writing is just a stress release for mm-hmm. her. Because at the end of the day, you know, we put these people on such a pedestal, which in, and they deserve it. You know, they are world leaders or, you know, very impressive, successful people. But at the end of the day, they're just a person. And I think we forget about that. Like, you know, whoever it is, wow, they love Agatha Christie too. They're just like me. Like it, it really um, kind of, personalized it, I think, and like brought it back down to like just a, the human, the human level. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you can kind of imagine having a, having a conversation about your favorite Agatha Christie novel with one of these authors and, you know, cause there's not much else that I feel like I would be able to talk to them about. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. We could have that in common. So I have a couple of uh, Canadian examples that I wanted to share, Brooke. Chris Hadfield uh, is the former commander of the International Space Station, and he released a Cold War thriller, uh, I don't remember if it was last year in 2021, but uh, called The Apollo Murders. Uh, and so there's lots of technical detail about space travel, uh, but the story was, I, you know, I, I thought it was quite good. Um, and the first female Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Canada, Beverly McLaughlin, has published two crime novels, both of them featuring a defense lawyer. Uh, and I enjoyed both of those and definitely would read another if she if she published a third. And it was just really interesting reading the books by both of those authors and uh, definitely seeing their experiences in those in those books. Yeah, thank you for suggesting those titles, especially the space um, the space title, like that is a area that I feel like is maybe a little, um, void. We don't hear about the people who have been astronauts and things like that, like, and get to hear about their experiences. And then you put a mystery in there. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. So I will admit that originally I thought it was going to be more of a cozy whodunit, uh, but it is much more of a international Cold War thriller. But yeah, really good. And um, I hope he I, I hope he publishes another but apparently it was um, it was a pandemic project for him. Because he, you know, kind of everything shut down. He's like, well, what am I gonna do? I guess I'll write a book. <laughs> like many people, we started turning towards some of those 
bucket list items during the pandemic when we were, we had a lot of time on our hands. So that's, that's really fun. So I have a question for you, Brooke. What celebrity would you like to see as a crime author? Okay, so this is really in fantasy land because um, our dear Alex Trebek has already passed. But wouldn't it be fun to have the game show murders? Because there would be lots of trivia. There would be like all these clues that he would have to figure out in order to solve the mystery. So I'm going to say Alex Trebek. Oh, that's such a good pick. But yeah, I think um, that that ship has sailed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... Perhaps, you know, there's an opportunity to write uh, your own mysteries with him as the sleuth. Oh, now we're back to our celebrities as sleuth category. I like the direction you're taking this, Sarah. Um, So for me, I think I would choose, I think it would be fun to see Taylor Swift author a mystery series. I had, my first thought when you asked me the question was somebody in like the entertainment world. So I think that would be really fun. And, you know, you could envision the concerts and, um, yeah, that could be a lot of fun. And, I mean, we know, again, from our Celebrities as Sleuths episode that there uh, there are a couple of books featuring her as the sleuth. So, um, you know, she wouldn't necessarily need to star in her own books, but it would be, it'd be fun to see, um, yeah, her or really, as you say, anybody in the entertainment in- industry writing a couple of books about um, some crimes and, and mysteries in their world. Because that's what it gives us as we as we started with you get an interior look at that world. You get to step inside. And I cannot imagine that there aren't all sorts of interesting things that go on in the world of Hollywood or the entertainment industry that would just be fascinating that we know nothing about. So yeah, great pick, Sarah. So Brooke, thanks so much for today's conversation. I think it was really fun to talk about uh, people who are high profile or well-known in their, uh, in one industry, writing mysteries uh, as well. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. This was so much fun. And thank you all for listening today to Clued in Mystery. I'm Brooke. And I'm Sarah. And we both love mystery. Clued in Mystery is produced by Brooke Peterson and Sarah M. Stephen. Music is by Shane Ivers at silvermansound.com. Visit us online at cluedinmystery.com or social media at Clued in Mystery. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, or telling your friends.